This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Jamie, and it is Tuesday, the 13th of January. The 12th. Oh, the 12th. Yeah. It's the 12th. I'm, I'm moving along. You have no idea how fast <laughs> I want this week to go by for me. Why? What's this? Oh, because my mommy comes back. Yes, because I cannot wait for your mother to come back. I know. Well, my mommy's doing well. She got all her drains out now, and um, she has to do some sort of arm exercises or something. Right. I guess because, you know, everything sat for a while and sort of uh-huh. heals. She's got to do these things, so there's not adhesions and whatnot. And then she's ready to go. And she's allowed to drive small, like, short distances. And my mom and dad, they love the gas ass. Like, they are just the driving people. Like, they will be like, I'll be like, where have you guys been? I've been calling you. And they're like, oh, we went for a drive here. We went for a ride. We just went for a ride. Like, that's their thing. They always do it. Paco is a driving ass. Yeah. So, I got invited to my cousin Candy's wedding. Oh. In May. Mm-hmm. In Kentucky. Oh. Oh. So I said to Paco, I was like, I need to look at flights because I don't know if it's a Jamie Paco invitation um, because, you know, money's tight now. So it might just be a Jamie invitation. Right. Um, So I'm waiting for an answer back. Um, But he's like, babe, I'll just drive to Kentucky. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was like, we'll go down on Friday. He was like, we'll leave early Friday morning. He was like, and then we'll come back on Sunday. He was like, how far away is this drive? It's like. 10 to 12 hours? Ugh, God, no thanks. But, like, it doesn't even phase him. He's like, you know what? Bruce is the same way. I was like, I don't, (laughs) because he's getting ready to get a new car. And the car that he wants has, like, four by four, and it's, like, trail rated and all this other stuff. And he's like, we can go on the beach. Like, we can, like, drive on the beach and stuff. And I was like, and he's like, all the things we can do. And I was like, I don't really want to drive far. I'm like, because... You know, when you have to, like, we've driven to, like, Florida many times to go to see my grandparents. And it, like, makes you have all this fluid in your legs. You know what I mean? You've been sitting. Your knees hurt from being in the same position. And then for some reason, I get constipated. I don't know why. I can't take a dump to save my life. And it's all the same day because Florida's, like, 14 hours. Yep. So, I don't know that I could do it. And he's like, well, I drove to California. I'm like, that's because you're a gas-ass mother flipper. I'm like, I couldn't do it. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Well, maybe you guys will be able to drive to Kentucky. I don't know, but I just got a news story that says man stabbed Walmart cashier over the price of milk. You're kidding me. God damn it! You know, the way our country is going. So, on the one podcast, remember I was like, I've been hearing, you know, rumblings. You know, that right. something's going to we go were, down. We and something talking, happened at the Capitol. We were talking about rumblings. I got home and Paco was like, babe, the world's ending. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what Jay was like. Oh my God, you guys said it on the podcast. And I was like, you know... No matter what, though, I just think it's really shitty to burn down anything and hurt anybody and storm anything, no matter what side you're on. It's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, All my God. Stuff. Do you know what's happening tonight in Wilmington? Hmm. The rescue dog that Biden rescued is getting an inauguration. So he's getting an inauguration, if you will. I love it. I'm here for and it. And all I the money. I don't even want Biden, but I really want him. I want the dog. All, all the money that they raised tonight, which is going to be like hundreds of thousands. For the dog? Yeah, because all the it's a charity event. All the oh money my goes God. to Delaware Shelters. I love that so much. Now that I can get behind. Can the dog run for president, please? I would right. like the dog to run for president. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, he said that, and I was like, oh my God, you're right. And I didn't even put two to two together. I'm like, 
you know, I have like certain people that I know that are like in high places. I, I know. Right? I, I sound so full of myself, but they'll be like, I'm telling you something's going to happen. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And now there's all this fake ass shit going around. Like it's all this fake ass shit's going around that like um, Trump's doing this and Trump's doing that. And you can tell it's not real. But these people are so uneducated, they believe that it's happening. And it's not. It's like, it's very clearly fake. And I don't know. Just I so love much how, going like, on. when I told you about it, I was like, do you see what's going on? You're like, no, I'm working. And you were like, wait, is it my people or your people? <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, is it me and my people? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, because I've never made, I've never been, I'm not very vocal about the fact that I'm a Republican person. You know what I mean? Right. And that's just who I am, and it is what it is. But I'm not this kind of Republican at all. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. It's disgusting and dirty. Right. There's this and chick on no. Twitter that's like, um, there on January twenty. She said January seventeenth, there's going to be an armed march on the Capitol. So we were, what? yeah. She was like, what you saw was just a, and she said prelude instead of prelude. A prelude. <laughs> and she was like, get your popcorn. And I was oh, like, God. you fucking crazy ass redneck bitch. But. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, first of all, if there was going to be an armed fucking march, you're not going to tell people that. Like, <laughs> my dog is now chewing on Don- Donald Trump the duck. <gasps> <laughs> is it Donald? Oh, sorry, Jane. No, it's not. It's the other one that you gave me. It's, it's, <laughs> is that the breast cancer? Is it a breast cancer one? It no, a- it's like the, oh, that it's one. Just so Jamie gives me these little duckies and they have them. And one of them, she got me like a Trump one because I just thought it was so freaking funny that they made a duck out of Trump. But, um, yeah, I just, I had to say that because I'm just like, God, I'm so tired of people telling you what you can and can't say. Right. You know what I mean? Could so, you imagine somebody telling you, okay, Jamie, we didn't like what you just said there because you say the, you say the R word like all the time. Imagine uh, them shutting you down. I know. So here's the thing about that. I also believe that, you know, <laughs> we don't demand the respect that we deserve according. That's, I'm segueing into this the best I can. Okay. So there's a mother. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, speaking of people who don't respect authority. There is a mother with seven, they call them feral kids. Oh my gosh. Uh, she says that they don't have to follow strict strict rules or go to school. Okay. Yeah. So this is from apost.com. And her name is Jenna and Lewis, their names, I guess, are Gemma and Lewis Ronsley. W-R-A-W-N-S-L-E-Y. Okay. Ronsley. They live with their seven young children in northern England the youngest, oh, okay. The youngest is just a baby, while the oldest is thirteen years old. Um, the Ronsley children do not go to school. While that is unusual, what is unusual is that they are not homeschooled either. Gemma and Lewis firmly believe that their children shouldn't have to follow the rules that are created by adults. The family oh. has shown has a show on the UK channels four called Feral Families. <gasps> I want to watch it. Right. Can I get that? We, it's probably on like Hulu or something. We've got to Dude, I want to watch it. Instead, their feral children are basically allowed to make all their own decisions. They can choose what they want to eat, how they want to dress, what they want to do during the day, and when their bedtime is. Gemma stated on the series that she does not want to see her children grow up too fast. The 35-year-old mother of seven, holy shit, that's a lot of kids. Says that she loves that they get to be children as long as possible. This means not getting any strict boundaries. She should have had some boundaries with her hair because she's got a she's got a half brown, half blonde mullet going on. Well, I mean, she's got feral fucking kids. Look at that. What do you expect? It's fucking ridiculous. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me. Where's the? Is that a fake? It's a mullet. 
it looks like it's a it's, it's like, like those fake ponytails it possibly like why wouldn't you match it to your head anyway enough about <laughs> hair the children are also permitted to do things that most kids would never be allowed to they can swear get piercings and tattoos and cut and dye their own hair that explains it there are oh, they are allowed to do as many adult do many adult activities that are considered to be adult if you visit the house, you may find one of the children cutting their own hair with the clippers. Another one may be chopping away at some sticks with an axe outside. It is quite common to see kids of the Brawsley home doing activities that most parents would highly disapprove of. Oh my god. This is because Gemma and Lewis believe that kids only have so long to act as kids. They don't wish to impose any rules on them. Gemma explained that, that while she does make decisions based on whether an activity is dangerous or not, she wants the children to learn responsibility on their own. Until little Bobby cuts his fucking leg off with an axe. I was just going to say, I'm like, wait a minute. She is also aware that others do not approve of the way she is raising their children. She said that they hope that the children will grow up knowing how to make their own decisions. Gemma went on to say that she wants her children to have happy, interesting lives. The children spend their days at a local park or at home. She will weigh the pros and the cons when it comes to something their kids want to do and will allow them to proceed if she thinks they can learn from it. Hmm. Huh. And then it says, what do you think about this family? I think they're fucking crazy. <laughs> well, I know, but is it, are they crazy because you think they're going to be like assholes? Because I think about it this way. Do we really care? I mean, as long as they become, if they're like decent human beings and they contribute. Right. But she. Do we really care? But how are they going to be decent human beings and contribute if she's not teaching them things that they need to learn in school? Like, these kids aren't, with no education, they're not going to be able to get good jobs. They're not going to be able to go to college. They're mm. Not that college is, is it for everybody. Or just when they're young? Apparently, she's just not making them go to school. The oldest is 13 and he's not in school. I mean, I would think that they would get, like, in trouble for that. Because, like, they're required I don't, to. I wonder if it's, like, a religious exemption or something. I don't know. Maybe, um... I need more information. Maybe England has different truancy laws than we do. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but the whole thing is very odd, and I don't agree with it because you cannot grow up to be active, productive members of society if you're uneducated. Like, you're making your children dumb. Mm. They might have a buttload of street smarts, <laughs> but when it comes to common sense, and when it comes to, like, simple math for that matter, like, how are you going to make a cake? If you can't do fractions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think that stuff their mom would teach them. I would think. That she doesn't teach them. Apparently, they're not even homeschooled. But anyway, that was my story about feral kids. And now I want to see that show. Like I kind of want to see it, too, because I need more information. I need to know, like, are they in trouble for not sending their kids? Like, how do they get around not being able to send their kids? And, like, the government doesn't come for them? I want to see the show. I want to see what kind of way she disciplines them, if any. I want to see all the feral families now. I know. Well, I'm just saying to myself, like, okay, when you're kids and you don't give them a lot of rules, like, how do they know that they're not supposed to, like, fuck up their siblings and, like, you know, that kind of shit? I don't know, but I, I got a list. Next up, when I go next, it's a list of what they're probably going to be when they grow up. <laughs> they're all going to end up as serial killers, in my opinion. Oh, my God. They're all going to grow up. She's <laughs> Louise. Oh, my God. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, real quick. I started watching Surviving Death. So did I. It was not what I thought it was going to be. No, it was very boring. It was very boring. I I, 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 I think I'm on like the third episode with the medians. 
mediums. Mediums. Yeah. The, the medians. The one woman was weird. The one who said she was a... Did you see the physical medium yet? Where she gets strapped in and she's on the No, she's no. I have the... I I, the, I got as far as the Irish uh, median medium. Medians. Like, they're... I know, medians. They're in the middle of the road. <laughs> uh, but um, I got as far as the Irish one. That sounded like she was very asthmatic. Um, oh, you know what? I think it's funny because I think Bruce was like, was that a dude? <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I think I just did. Well, there's another one coming up and she's got this little pixie cut and they're in like the Netherlands or something. And it's like an entire home, but it's like a huge place that's just all related to like mediumship and, you know, all those, you know, spiritual things. And there's this woman who's a physical medium and I was like bagging up laughing. I'm like, is this for fucking real? Like, I don't know. You guys, I, I don't want to like. They tell started you. out strong with the chick from the kayak. Like that. I read her I was story. Like, wow. Yes. And then I was like, I read her book. Then I, I actually was, read her book. Then it was I was like ready to fall asleep. I'm like, why isn't this keeping me on the edge of my seat? Like I wish it would. I know. And Jay was like, don't forget. I'm like, I know. Like you know, our fact checker Jay that we haven't really had anything for you to fact check lately. But, like, yeah, I was, like, so sad. I'm like, oh, God, like, this sucks balls. And I was so fucking excited about seeing it. But anyway. All right, so how to make that out? I had to talk about that. So, apparently, women are so awesome that in the future, that's all we'll be. Hear us roar. We are here. We are here. Okay, so apparently the Y chromosome is rapidly disappearing. Holy shit. Yes. And there's this guy that I follow. His name is Hashem Al-Ghali. Gali? I can never fucking pronounce it or whatever. But he always does, like, new to science this week stuff and blah, right. blah, blah. And they're, they're saying that based on, um, it's saying that the Y chromosome has just 4.6 million years left before it disappears completely. And it says this isn't a long time considering life has existed for 3.5 billion years now. So, so to us, it's like millions. But I feel like this is like a bad sci-fi movie. Well, it, the Y chromosome can't ca- carries the master switch gene, which determines whether an embryo will develop as a male or a female. Right. And it says it contains very few other genes and it is not necessary for life. So I guess it's kind of like those other appendages that sort of just disappear, like our vestigial tail and shit. And then, you and know, you don't really need your appendix. Yeah, it says women um, manage just fine without it because we don't have one. And they said the story was completely different 166 million years ago. And it kind of, like, goes into this whole thing. Um, it's There was, like, a, um, a paper associated with it. Like, that they actually, somebody put out and were saying, like, you know, this is what's kind of going on. Um, but the only thing that wants to pop up for me now is just this video. And like, obviously we can't like sit around and do the whole video, but I was like, wow, that's like weird to think. I'm like, but millions of years from now seems so odd to us to even consider. Right. You know, considering like, you know, most of us live, if and, we're really and lucky. how many years till it's gone? It's like 3.4 million or something okay, like that. Okay, so said. so we're not going to live in a lifetime where there's no men. I mean, I'd be fine. I eat pussy on occasion, so. No, you do not. I used to. You know how long it's been? It's been a minute. It's but, been a whole lot minute. It's been like a long time. It doesn't even count for you anymore at this point. But at the same time, like, I could totally live in an all-woman society. Like, I'm going to get mine. But Oh, my <laughs> God. Jeez Louise, I could get mine. I mean, I could, t- I could survive in prison. <laughs> like, I'm good with that. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, science. <laughs> I'm telling you what. I don't really have much of, like... I mean, I can get grumpy, obviously. Everybody knows I can get grumpy. I can be like, see you next Tuesday. 
But I'll tell you what, some people in this world are just hell-bent on making your life miserable. Yeah. Hell-bent on making your life miserable. I love how you're like, see you next Tuesday, but I would have been like, cunt. <laughs> Jamie, is, Jamie is cunty today. See you at I time. have said that before. Actually, we got our boss saying it now. She's like, I'm feeling cunty today. I'm like, are you? What is that? What's happening? What's Look, happening over there? When, we, when I worked at um, Integrity... I, I said that to one one of the girls. They were like, Jamie, are you okay? I'm like, I'm feeling fucking cunty today. <laughs> and and now it's like a thing. And I think Kim Kim from On the Rack started it. And she was like, you don't have to it be so, was, yeah. so cunty. So it was a big thing with me and Jen where we were like, cunty? And then, <laughs> and then I took it with me wherever I went. And they're like, did you just say you were being cunty? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, in actually, a, I'm in a cunty mood. Well, I was telling my mom, I'm like, you know, like, there's just certain people in this world that will make you lose your mind because their whole purpose in life is to be as toxic as they possibly can be. Yep. And cause as much trouble in your life as they can possibly cause. Yep. And lie and scheme and connive and everything else. And I don't understand how some people deal with it. And my mom was like, <laughs> you would be in jail. You would be in jail. Because if anyone had, you know, if you were dealing with the same situation and especially in the same sort of circumstances... Like, you'd be in jail. And I was like, I'd probably have a butch wife. She was like, you'd have to. Because you'd be there forever. And I was like, yeah, butch wife. And then I was thinking, like, no, no, I don't know how I can do that. I don't know. It was, like, really funny. But, yeah, I mean, she was just basically talking about, like, me getting, like, a butch wife in jail. And I was like, because that's the only way it would have to be. Because I'm like, she would have to kind of look like a boy for me to be okay. But then I think after she took pants off, I don't think I'd be okay with it anymore. Like, and you're like, no, I'd be fine. I mean, Jamie's still going to be like, I don't see the problem here. You know. Everything seems fine to me. It's eat or be killed. Like. Eat or be killed. No, it's not. Like, eat or be killed. Like, do what you got to do. I think Bertha would spoon me. <laughs> That's what would happen. I'd have to be like. Oh I don't know. Let me just tell you that I am friends with a lot, a lot of lesbians. I have. I yeah, have we have a lot of lesbian friends. I am yes. friends with. A plethora of them. Yes. And not a single fucking one of them's name is Bertha. I don't know. I was trying to not use a name that it was associated with anyone that we knew. Because I didn't want them to be like, oh, I heard the podcast. And what are you saying? I'm butch or something. It's like, no, not at all. I just didn't know what to say about it. I don't know. But it is what it is. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. They'll be like, no, I can imagine them saying, well, who did you model that after? Who were you thinking of? Who's Bertha? If you have to pick one out. It's Boo from... Or just the new black, because <laughs> that would be my lady. I know, anyway. <laughs> anyway, speaking of jail. <laughs> speaking of jail. And science. And science. I fucking love science posted this. Oh my god, I haven't seen anything from them in so long. So these are the professions a serial killer is most likely to work in. And we had talked about this prior. Right, and they give the top three of like each class, like blue collar, white collar, Things like that. I know, but I'm thinking, I thought them being a serial killer was their job. <laughs> yeah, Danielle's like, Danielle's like, what do you mean their job? Isn't it serial killing? <laughs> no, like, their day job. The thing they do to provide for their family. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so their resume Bef- doesn't say, like, killing killing <laughs> bitches from 1991 before until they, 1999. You know, before they murder them. Okay, yeah, special so. Special skills. <laughs> so skilled <laughs> occupations. Like mechanics and things like that. So aircraft mechanist, machinist, or assembler. No. A shoemaker or shoe repair person. Not one 
fucking serial like, killer was one of these. Like the a way. fucking cobbler. I know. <laughs> like not a single like. When have we heard of any serial Look, killers yet that fix, are them? I'm gonna fix this heel on your on your shoe, but then I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, then I'm gonna kill. <laughs> Jesus. Oh an automotive an automobile upholsterer. Yes. Yeah, because that's what John Wayne Gacy was doing. So she's <laughs> It says that in the new book, Murder in Plain English, criminologist and professor Michael Arntfield lays out the top 12 professions that attract serial, kill, serial kill, killers. Blah. Oh my goodness. What I can't even say in your mouth today. I don't know. I think I'm having a stroke. It's possible. <laughs> All the stress. Citing and updating information gathered in a two a 2012 tabulation of serial killer jobs. Some of the findings may surprise you. Others not so much. <laughs> I think this guy's all So many of the offenders were simultaneously in more than one job. For example, they believe that the the Gold State Killer was previously a police officer, a military personnel, a a warehouse worker, and these are three of the most common jobs associated with serial killers. I can't say it. A serial. Anyway, so so that's skilled occupation. Semi-skilled occupation is a forestry worker or an arborist. A truck. A truck driver or a warehouse manager. Not just the regular Joe that, like, is picking and packing at Amazon, but the manager, he's the serial killer. <laughs> so, uns- <laughs> unschooled <laughs> occupations, unskilled occupations, it's general labor, laborer, such as, like, you know, the guys who clean up after people on the job stuff. Right. Hotel porter. Like, Billy the, Billy the Bellhop. You know what? The, Billy when the we, Bellhop. When we were in, when we were in um, Vegas, like, one of the bellhops, his name was Kip. Right. Really pissed me off. So, I could see Kip as a serial killer. So, hotel porters, a gas station attendant, and professional and government occupations, most likely serial killers are a police or security officer, a military personnel, or a religious official. Oh. It's a combination of mobility, power, whether whether structural or actual, and the facts may just the facts. Many jobs also just simultaneously satisfy the underlying paraphilias or sexual preoccupations that also fuel the killer's crimes. For instance, <sighs> mechanofolia, machine fixation, or eroticism. Wait, mechano what? Mechanofolia. Mechanophilia, 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 machine fixation or eroticism is strongly correlated with necrophilia and homicidal necrophilia for reasons not fully understood. Many jobs allow easy access to vulnerable victims such as sex workers, transients, and shift workers under the guise of employment. Knowing this information could have implications for future investigations and profiling efforts efforts according to this guy that wrote this book hmm. the fr the fbi already has a task force built around the understanding that highway travel for work is correlated with a great deal of interstate and multi-jurisdictional serial murder he said in the future it will also assist with I- ideally better screening especially for police and similar jobs that will show that will allow too many to squeeze through so if they're using it as like a vetting system now okay so that is the article. So if you know people that are a little fishy that work in those occupations, a fishy. <laughs> and you wonder Jeez. why Bob is such a dick 
all the time when all you're doing, when you're not picking your shit fast enough in the warehouse. <laughs> it's probably because Bob's a serial killer. Like, oh, keep God. that in mind. Right? Bob from Amazon is going to call me tonight and be like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Bob from Amazon, really? Seven different Bobs from seven different Amazons. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. You know what? I don't, I just, it just sounds so ridiculous. Like, I can't, like, where would they get this bullshit from? I, mean, I don't know. Never, it's science. It's science. It's not, I don't know. It sounds fucking stupid. Well, speaking of science. Okay. I had this from before, and I never got a chance to do it. But this is according to the New York Post on January 2nd. A Harvard professor says an alien visited in 2017, and more are coming. Oh, I hope so. Okay, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I believe in aliens. I've been very, very clear about that. Yes. Because I can tell you right now, if 99% of all those videos of, like, you know, UFOs and all that stuff are fake, that still means 1% are real. That still means there's fucking aliens, dude. Mm -hmm. Just saying. And I've read a lot of books about some stuff. And there was this one that was really, really good. And people are trying to debunk them all the time. I don't know if they actually finally did. But I was, like, lock, stock, and barrel believing this fucking guy. His name was Whitney Cummings. Uh Uh-huh. And he's got one of the, he's got pictures of shit. Stuff that has happened. I mean, it's just Wait, wild Wait, Whitney Cummings, isn't he the guy that wrote the Scientology books? Who is, no, that's, that's L.R. Hubbard. Yeah, that's no, L.R. Hubbard. Yeah, that's another thing I'm also fascinated by. I'm fascinated by all that shit. I mean, what am I not fascinated by at this point? I mean, that's the shorter list is what I'm not fascinated by. But anyway. Look, you're already a Republican and I love you anyway. You become a Scientologist. But I'm a left-leaning Republican. But you become a Scientologist. We can't be friends anymore. No, I will not do that. No, I will not do that. <laughs> I promise you that. I will not do that. Um, let me see. I don't even know what I am anymore. I'm probably like more of a centrist than anything. I don't even know where that even works anymore. But anyway, it is what it is. Anyway, moving on. So this guy says, when the first sign of intelligent life visits us from space, it won't be a giant saucer hovering over New York. More likely, it will be an alien civilization's trash. Oh, shit. They're just going to litter on us? (laughs) They're just going to drive by and like, you know, litter out their window and like Like, they fly by? Fucking throw a soda cup out the window? (laughs) Fucking piece of shit humans. Whatever. (laughs) That's what it says. And I'm like, this headline is so funny. So it says, Avi Loeb, chair of Harvard's Department of Astronomy, believes he's already found some of that garbage. (laughs) I found some space trash. And his up... In his upcoming book, Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth, comes out January 26th. The professor lays out a compelling case for why any object that recently wandered into our solar system was not just another rock, but actually a piece of alien technology. It says the object in question traveled toward our solar system from the direction of Vega, a nearby star 25 light years away, and intercepted our solar system's orbital plane on September 6, 2017. And it says on September 9th, its trajectory brought it closest to the sun. At the end of September, it blasted at about 58,900 miles per hour past Venus's orbital distance, and then on October seventh, it shot past Earth's. It shot past Earth before moving swiftly toward the constellation Pegasus and the blackness beyond. He writes in the book: the object was first spotted by an observatory in Hawaii, containing the Panoramic Survey Telescope and Rapid Response System, the highest definition telescope on Earth. That is moving really fast. Are we sure it's not just some alien teenager going out on a joyride? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just, just leaving. It's just like the fucking space version of a Ford Escort. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm leaving. You can't tell me what to do. Don't you take that saucer. I just got that saucer out of the shop. 
Fuck you, Dad. I'm taking it anyway. Chimes off. So at Space Travelers Go, it was relatively small, just about 100 yards long, but it was a big deal in the scientific community. For starters, it was the first interstellar object ever detected inside our solar system. Judging from the object's trajectory, astronomers concluded it was not bound by the sun's gravity, which suggested it was just traveling through. No crisp photos could be taken, though, of course. But astronomers were able to train their telescopes on the object for 11 days, collecting rings of other data. So at first they thought it was a comet, but then they said something. They thought it was a comet. What would happen if a caveman saw a cell phone? He'd seen rocks all his life, and he would have thought it was just a shiny rock. So then he opened his mind to another possibility. I'm like, okay, look, dude. Basically, there's a big old fat rock that flew by, and you think it's trash. Right. Or, like, what if it's, like, their septic system? Like, the, an alien septic system. And that's really just a big old block of alien shit flying through. Right. Everything. Frozen alien shit. Yeah. Freeze-dried so, alien shit. I know. I, I don't know. I just thought it was it was interesting that, It was I mean, some alien dumping its RV, its space RV tank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if they are all, like, on those, at some point, they're going to have to empty that shit out in the space, and maybe right. it just all, like, congealed and got hard in space or something. National Lampoon's Alien Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> at this point i don't know it sure, goes we're never making it to the milky way i'll turn this ship around i swear to god i will i know i said it, it says it would put us in perspective if we are not alone are we the smartest kids on the block if there's a species that eliminated itself through war or changing the climate we can get our act together and behave better instead we are wasting a lot of resources on earth fighting each other and other negative things that are a big waste so that's kind of how he feels about it because he believes that other things are going to happen hmm but it really doesn't tell you outside of that. So the headline is like really like misleading. Right. Because it's really like a big old block that they're like, no, that can't be like normal things because it didn't get trapped in the sun's whatever. But anyway, I know you have a really good one and I have not read this yet and I'm hoping you're going to read it next. Oh, yes. Speaking of things that, you know, make people uncomfortable. <laughs> We both have this one, but I want her to read it to you. So, this is from Pergolately.com, and it is a Danish children's TV show about a man with a massive, unwieldy penis, and it sparks (laughs) outrage from parents. First of all, it's like claymation. Well, can I just mention, too? He's playing badminton with himself and with his penis. (laughs) That's what ha- really that, is, that. that is what's happening in this picture. Oh my god, he's holding a racket and there's another racket and he's holding the other racket with his unwieldy penis. <laughs> I swear to god, I would be my pants. I just want to mention she got hers from that website that she said. The one I have is from CNN. So this is real. This is not a real talking about report. it. And it's not. <laughs> oh say. You have got to take a picture of that. We have to put that I, up. I will screenshot this and put it on the, the stage. It the has thing. to go. It has to. Okay, so category of children's TV doesn't usually involve giant male genitalia. <laughs> usually. John John Dillermand, a new TV showing airing after airing in Denmark. Oh, the TV is called John Dillermand? Oh, my God. Um... In Denmark, seems to have different ideas about whether or not children's television can or should involve such content. 
read more. I guess I oh do. Oh my god, the still that I have is he's flying upside down and uh, the balloons. I have a video. Do you have the video? Yes. Well, this is like him flying and he's got like balloons attached to his pee-pee and he's just hanging from his pee-pee and the balloons are flying him through the air. Oh my god. <laughs> the stop motion show, stop motion means it's like claymation. Like, right. Like back in the day our little Rudolphs were. Uh-huh. Follows the titular John Dillerman as he navigates strange situation because of his extremely large penis. (laughs) It also seems that Dillerman's member can also serve as a pogo stick, a lasso of sorts, and a tool, no pun intended, for all occasions. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really all they say about it, but there's a bunch of tweets. And one guy says, some controversy in Denmark. There's a new children's TV show where the man main character solves problems using his enormous dick. Denmark creates a children's claymation show about a guy with a massive dick called John Diller, Dillermand. And these are just a few moments from the show. And then there's him playing badminton. And then he's eating an ice cream with his dick. <laughs> and here's where you see <laughs> him holding, holding the balloons. He's grilling with his penis. <laughs> he's flipping a burger with his penis. I mean, not only does he have this huge penis, he's got some dexterity in it. <laughs> Are you right-handed or left-handed? <laughs> <laughs> On CNN, it says in one episode, in episode one, for instance, the mustache Dillerman uses his gigantic stripey organ as a lead for his dog, but quickly finds himself inundated with a request from his neighbors to take their pets out for a walk, too. At another point in the show, he is stuck floating in midair after balloons are tied to his groin. In another episode, he breaks a friend's vase with his penis and must raise money to pay them back. And in the oh, third, he, my used, God. <laughs> he uses them to steal an ice cream at the zoo. The show's opening montage also shows him using his genitals to keep a line away from a group of children. <laughs> U.S. Public Broadcasting, <laughs> U.S. Public Broadcasting Kids TV. We are not ready to have gay characters pull the funding. What? A Donald not booted from this web is who posted it. Says it's a tweet. It says U.S. Public Broadcasting Kids T Kids TV. Oh, that's what they're, they're. That's who she's tweeting to. We are not ready to have gay characters pull the funding. Denmark. Join Don Dillerman and the man in the world's longest penis as he overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. <laughs> At first, I was utterly horrified by John Dillard- <coughs> Dillerman, a Danish kid show about a man with an enormous prehensile penis with a mind of its own. Then I was, no, I'm still horrified. <laughs> Danish kids have just had the first episode of TV show about a gay with a giant superhuman penis called John Dillerman. It follows the exploits of an ordinary man with an extraordinary versatile appendage. Kids, kind of a Swiss army penis, I guess. <laughs> Swiss army penis. Another unrealistic role model. <laughs> oh my god. So now I have to find this show. Well, it says on here. Probably not on Hulu. It said in Denmark it is now a huge success and the children are watching it in huge numbers. Uh, the 2,000 people have viewed the first episode. See... That shit ain't getting away. You can get away with that shit in, in no, the United States. No, One million moms would have been on that. <laughs> oh, one, one million moms. You're not even allowed to say, like, damn. Right. Damn, that's good. Because they're coming after you. No, one million moms, this what all of their heads would be like, pop, 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 pop. 
They would just, I don't know, they would just all, like, lose their shit. Like, as I'm saying, it would happen. If you... <laughs> Pop goes the Karen. I swear to God, like, I just picture this guy with this penis, like, let me... Because that would come in handy for somebody like me, because I'm short. What? Can you, can you give me that wine glass? And he's just like, boop. <laughs> Got it. Oh, I think it's just, like, how is it really a children's program, or is it really, like, for adults? It's for children. He he gets out of sticky situations with his dick. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. Why would anybody... I don't know. I'm trying to picture... Like, because, you know, I try, I try so hard not to be like, well, I think you should think this way. You know, I try really hard not to do that because I cannot stand when people do it to me. But I'm still... I'm trying to picture in any way, in any culture, from any land, how this is acceptable... I don't know. I feel like we should embrace it before he embraces us with his giant penis. (laughs) I still can't believe that that happened. I'm like, oh my God, come on, Denmark. Come on. So yeah, you have to post that to our page because it is the funniest freaking shit ever. But the other funny shit is this fucking the Kim and Kanye divorce. Yes. We have to touch on this. I haven't even read anything yet. I haven't seen anything like from her. Right. Um, I didn't see a statement that she's made. Did she make a statement? I don't know. I, I know that um, I, I read, I think TMZ posted that I think they are definitely filing for divorce. But they've been living apart for months now. He's been, on the, he's been on the ranch in Wyoming where it, it settles him. He's not as cuckoo crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and she's been doing her thing. And she says that he's still very involved with the children. And they talk all the time. And he, he sees that. Oh, so she's trying to <clears throat> play the nice role. Right. Right. Like, this is, we're not angry at each other, we're just uncoupling. We're uncoupling. They're they're pulling on one of those. When you know damn well, she's like, you know what, you're fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I don't want you anywhere near us if you ain't going to be on your meds. You know it's going to be ugly. Right. It's going to have so, to be ugly. Well, if he's smart, he'll give her whatever the fuck she wants so and So, apparently, this lady that you're going to read about, who, I guess, you, you might, they might mention her name. Uh, the article I read about this said that there was just one girl who came up with the theory, one crazy lady, and the only basis from this rumor that you're about to talk about is that they both have ranches in Wyoming. Mm-mm. They didn't even say that. <laughs> but there's a stupid-ass thing. It's from Celebrity News. Right. Well, it's actually it's called All About Laughs, and it's some Celebrity News. And it says, Kanye West is accused of secret affair with Jeffree Star following Kim Kardashian divorce announcement, and Twitter loses it. And the whole thing is, it's like, oh my God, man, this is, I don't know about you, but like, I, I don't always know when something's not, it's not real, you know, cause sometimes the fakes are really, really good. But right. for the most part, I can pretty much grasp sarcasm and I can kind of tell when things aren't true. Right. So it says, well, 2021 is off to a weird start indeed. We're only a few days into the year. Divorce announcements have been rock, rocking entertainment news headlines. Headlines with the latest couple arresting headlines as usual. What? With the latest couple arresting? Okay. One of the few of social media's relationship goals, Kim and Kanye West, are set to end their almost seven-year marriage after speculations for some time. Now, this is another one who can't fucking keep a happy home for some reason. Who who Kim? Kim Yeah, three marriages. (laughs) Well, the first one was like four minutes long. So was the second one. Who was she married to? Ray J. Was Wasn't she, it Ray J? No, I don't think she was married to Ray J. Who was the other one before her? It was I somebody think, before her for like a half a second. I think she only was married. No, she was married to somebody else first. And she then was she married, married that basketball guy for 72 days or something. That's the and one now, I thought. Yeah, no, she was married to somebody before that because that was her second marriage. 
Oh. When, when I got a ball bat. Yeah, so there's another one. I'm going to Google it right now. <coughs> well, now she's getting rid of this guy, too. Well, and you know what? I'm sorry. Kanye is fucking batshit crazy. Uh-huh. And I know everybody's going to try and come at me and be like, you know what? He's got mental problems. Yes, he does. And he knows that he's bipolar. He knows he's doing all those things. And, you know, he got a little, like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when he went out there and was, like, trying to be on the fucking presidential trail. So, anyway. Um, oh, she was. She was married to a Damon Thomas from 2000 it. to 2004. And then she was married to Chris Humphrey for two from 2011 to 2013. Yeah, but they actually only were together for, like, 72 days right. before they, you know, separated. And then she was married to Kanye. And they were together for seven years. Right. So, this woman's going to have, like, 25 husbands. She's going to have, like, 25 husbands. But, um, apparently, anyway, so there's all these, like, divorces imminent, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff or whatever from the time that this came out, which was on January 6th. So, I don't know if anybody's actually made the announcement yet, but everybody knows it's coming and they're going through it. But anyway, so somebody said to Jeffree Star, like, there's, um, and Jeffree Star's gross, by the way. Oh, he may be nice, but when I look at him. It just, I don't know what it is. He looks like an alien to me. Like, this is he was flying by and, you know, threw his soda cup outside and landed on her. Like, that's, that's what it that's looks like. That's because he's very contoured. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. There's just this thing about him. I don't know if it's because he's got, like, no eyebrows or something in some of these pictures that I see. I don't know. And it's not because he's whatever he is. Like, it doesn't, it's he, just when I look very, at him, he He's looks, very androgynous. And, and I'm looking at him now and... And I get it. I get it. I mean, maybe he's very nice. I have no idea. I don't know anything about him. He's but anyway. a makeup tutorialist. He, is that what it is? Yeah. Because, he's, I mean, he's, but makeup, he's really big, though. He's a makeup guru. He's huge. Like, we have a fucking $80 fucking uh, makeup palette at my house because it's Jeffree Star. Who, who got that? Katie. Oh, did she really? Oh. <laughs> it says, for a long time, neither Star nor West confirmed or denied the social media rubblings. However, Jeffrey came on his account to troll users with a post that, how's the caption? I'm ready for Sunday service. Another popular YouTube star, Daniel Keemstar Keem, texted Jeffrey Star a conversation that he posted on Twitter, which showed Star replying, ha ha ha, and I'm having the best time in Wyoming, come visit sometime, to the messages on the rumors. Continuing to stir the pot, he posted a video to his Instagram where he claims that he is on West Ranch. I'm here in the beautiful state of Wyoming, he said in the video. High snow in the background, and today I woke up, and um, it's been a very interesting day. I think he's just being full of shit. Right. And, and I don't he, think it's really true. He, he hasn't confirmed or denied it, but Kim Kardashian was like, you need to stop this. So he was like, he did go on and say, I'm just fucking around. Like, there's nothing going on with me. And, oh, he did? And Kanye was. But the thing is... This one chick, and I can't find the article, this one chick is the one that started it all, and her only, like, thing was they live close to each other on ranches in Wyoming. But close to Wyoming is, like, a two-day drive. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Well, I just thought it was funny. I'm like, to me, it seemed like, like, he posted the conversation, and it says, Jeffrey, what do I say, what do you say about these current rumors with you and Kanye? And he said, ha, I'm having the best time in Wyoming. Come visit sometime. Ah. Yeah. Like, to me, it's just with sarcasm. Like, yeah, right. of course, I'm with Kanye West. Okay. You know what I mean? And then people were like, oh, let me post this and start more shit. And it's like, it didn't make any sense at all. And I'm not seeing that. You can say a lot of things about Kanye West, but I'm not seeing him as being involved with no, like Jeffree Star no, type. I, I don't, he's very religious. I don't think that, um, 
if he was even flirting with the notion of of experimenting with homosexuality, he wouldn't because he's so like Jesus loves me. I know, um, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting. Watch me be, watch us be completely wrong though, and something does come out or something. Wouldn't that be crazy? And next year he marries, he marries just Jeffrey Star. Yeah, because my mom was the one who would be like, um, when Bruce Jenner now Caitlyn Jenner. When that was all going down, my mom's like, Bruce Jenner just came out and said that um, he's transgender and he's going to be a female. I'm like, nah, shut up. And I was, she was like, no, I'm telling you, I read it. I was like, oh, it's probably rag mags, whatever. And it was like two days later, it's like, hello, look at me as a woman. And I'm like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't believe that either. So I'm like, oh my God, Kanye, if you come out and you and Jeffree start a relationship, I will crack up. I hope not, though. Okay, so I have a couple things. I have mom calls out inappropriate question on the JoJo Siwa game, or I have... Um, the Jojo Jojo Siwa? Yeah, she's a little like kids character, like Disney thing. Okay. And or mom is outraged after finding padded padded bras for young children. That one. Okay, so we're going with Karen. This is from crafty.diply.com. And it says that they are this woman is like pissed off and they're like it's padded bras for six-year-olds no well the thing is calvin klein makes a bra that is a 6x but what this lady isn't understanding is that all teenage girls kathy's daughter wears a 6x what yes a 6x yes which me it's like what a six-year-old would wear small framed women with flat chests like young girls who are feeling self-conscious, mm-hmm. who can't find bras in their size, right? And they they're like sports bras, see, and they've got a little bit of padding in them. Oh, okay. So this mom is outraged. So it says we've all heard the news that puberty is starting at an earlier and earlier age, especially for girls. It's just a fact our modern world, and it's not surprising that brands have changed to cater it. No one wants to admit it when their little girl starts to develop breasts, and they may need some support. It's a milestone that reminds parents that their kids can't stay kids forever, which is never fun to think of. Oh. So, um, when it comes to gross spurts of any kind, never they aren't comfortable, these aches and pains and embarrassments. No solution is going to completely cure that, but every little bit helps. Besides training them to... To get used to the expectation of wearing a bra every day, which is a whole other can of worms, mm, the yeah. light support can help lessen the ache, ache of growing breasts. Which, I'm sorry, boys, you you need to know this, that, that when a woman, women start what they call budding, they get these hard knots. Is that what we get? We got hard knots. I don't remember And hard they were knots. sore, and they hurt. And that's when we started to, you know, develop. A good training bra can also prevent embarrassment or body shame. As an elderly bloomer myself, as an early bloomer myself, I had to suffer more than an elderly bloomer. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, I had to suffer more than once from the shame of other kids pointing out that when when the cold or type or a type of shirt that I wore inadvertently became more exposing than was comfortable. So this lady is like losing her whole entire mind. So she was shopping at Nordstrom's and noticed training bras labeled for six-year-olds. Okay. Now, again, puberty is happening earlier and earlier, and a smaller smaller eight-year-old girls may just need a smaller size available to them. Okay. But if you look closer, these bras have a much larger issue. Not just lined, not even just molded, a molded foam cup. That's padding meant to make little girls look like they have fully 
formed boobs. That's what the lady said. I don't know. I saw what you were looking at. I didn't think it was the that pads bad. are removable, but what are they? What are they even in there for in the first place? Because growing boobs is hard and sore and painful, right? So she is like throwing a fucking fit and has like signed a petition. <laughs> no. Um, it's somebody said, geez, people, it does not say they're for six-year-olds. And they're popping up in the commentary like, you need to calm down. (laughs) That's a size six, not an age six. Maybe the poster has forgotten that she had grown boobs at one stage and then they continued. Others came to this person's defense, including telling stories of their own mishaps involving a non-padded bra during puberty. Before I fully developed, my nipples bled. Yes, (gasps) they bled from friction on my shirt. What? It definitely seemed like padding serves the real purpose. While the six might the six might indicate age, it may also indicate sizes that correspond both with age or with size for, with frame sizes, which is what I was saying. Right, and that is something that needs to be considered. So, mom. So this mom finds these bras and is like, "Oh my god, I need to be offended! Look at this! Look what I'm watching! Look what I'm seeing!" <laughs> God damn you, Nordstrom. <laughs> like, first of all, you're shopping at Nordstrom, so we know you got money. Right. And second of all, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> if Barbara's daughter down the street wears a padded bra, how is that any of your fucking No, business? I don't know why it would be. I don't know why they Like, care. I can understand certain things, because when Katie was a certain age, I had a lot of problems finding her shorts at a decent length. Yeah. But those were the lengths that I thought she should wear. Like, her little friends are running around in little shorty booty shorts, and, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you shouldn't wear those, because they're not my child. Yeah. I wanted a little longer short, pair of shorts for Katie. Yeah. I wanted to at least, like, mid-thigh. Right. Couldn't find them anywhere. It's so hard to find. Um, But then I just fucking was like, fine, wear whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> well, I mean, after you get to a certain point, but, I mean, she never took it to that level. Like, I don't remember ever seeing some Katie in anything that you were like, what the no, because half the time she wouldn't want to wear them because they were too short. And she was like, Mom, can we, um, can we cut just these jeans off? Because they're, she was growing so fast, like, the jeans were just, like. Well, isn't that what you did when you were younger? That's what I did when I was we younger. Cut, I would cut my jeans. We just cut our jeans. And we made them into jean shorts. And I don't remember my mom ever being like, I can't believe you fucking did that to that pair of jeans. Never. And I guess it's because we were growing and we were getting a new pair anyway. Right. But like, then. We rocked the jorts. Yeah, but you know what? Our jean shorts, like, they lasted forever. They did. I mean, because you figure we didn't really, like, we might have grown taller, but our weight never really got crazy until we got older. Like, I was this tiny little 98-pound thing when I graduated high school. I mean, I wasn't even 100 pounds when I graduated high school. Now, I can't get below 200 at this point. You know what I mean? Nobody would ever think that. But it's like, yeah, no, those, those George, they lasted forever. We, we did. We and we did. rolled them the fuck up and it was just fantastic Rooney. I'm just saying. Right. I mean, I missed the days when and we didn't get away it, with that. And then we didn't have to buy them. We just used what we had at the house. But yeah, that's kind of how it always happened. was hard and we was poor. You know what though? What time are we at? It's 53. Oh. We'll get done soon. The reason, some of the reason why my weight is what it is, is because of what I eat. And that segues me into this thing. So Oreo apparently built a doomsday vault to protect their cookies. And God bless them for it. And it's a real thing. It's not like fake at all. I know. And according to Sci-Fi or Sci-Fi or whatever the fuck you want to call it, it's called Sci-Fi.com, S-Y-F-Y.com. 
It says, Oreo built a doomsday vault to protect cookies from an asteroid. And no, we're not kidding. Since they first appeared back in 1912, Nabisco's Oreo cookies have been one of the most beloved snack foods on the planet, with an estimated 34 billion of the little cream-filled delights now sold, sold worldwide every year in over 100 countries. With news of an election, an election day asteroid passing by Earth on November 2nd, the company is taking no chances with its best-selling treasures and recently constructed a special concrete bunker in the permafrost of Svalbard, Norway, to stash away a huge stockpile of iconic Oreos alongside a copy of its secret recipe in case of an apocalyptic impact. Can I just tell you that Paco would fight his way to Norway if we ever ran out of Oreos. <laughs> Paco would be like, I don't know what's happening. Like, we have currently in my house three family pack size of double stuff in the snack yeah. drawer and a box of just the normal stuff. Like, he could pick, take a sleeve to work. Yeah. With ten sleeves he got from BJ's. Oh, my God. Like, Oreos are a thing in my house. Oh, shit. They are loved. <laughs> they are beloved. They are beloved food. Paco, when he gets snacky, he's like, ooh, Oreos. Really? So, if anything were to happen, Paco would definitely, almost 100% make it to Norway. Well, it says, as an added precaution, the Oreo packs are wrapped in mylar, which can withstand temperatures from minus 80 degrees to 300 degrees Fahrenheit and is impervious to chemical reactions, moisture, and air, keeping the cookies fresh and protected for years to come. And I guess it's comforting to anyone who needs to know that information. I think Jay gave us this. Yes, Jay. Thank you. So thank you, Jay. Because I was like, wow, that is crazy. You know what's crazy? Tell me, Jamie, what is crazy? Another, I fucking love science. And I I read this this morning and I I saved it, but I'm angry. Okay. So angry. Why? So up to, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I got to click on the thing. Oh, come on. Oh, I have to accept the cookies. Oh, I hate that. So, um, somebody and the World Wildlife Federation is looking for them. Mm -hmm. Somebody is going to get fined up to $100,000 because they etched the word Trump onto a manatee's back in Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, that makes me so mad. As America continues to bring justice, those who violently stormed the Capitol last week, a different breed of politically charged crime was discovered far from Washington, an endangered Florida manatee, sea cows, the sweet, they're so sweet, like, they'll come right up to you has been interfered with by a person or persons who etched the word Trump onto its back. News of the animal <sighs> abuse was first reported in Citrus County Chronicle. The assault on wildlife is the latest and strange and disappointment series of animals being branded in some, t- some way with political messages, with a bear having been found in 2020 with a Trump sticker attached to its tracker. Mm. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is investigating the harassment of the manatee reported to federal authorities over the weekend discovered with the words Trump scraped into its back. Discovered in a blue hole on the Hamosa River. So there's a video of it. And you can see it. Let me see. Oh my god. What the hell did that? I mean, look, I mean, it's, it's like deep into its fucking skin. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody so says. These are says not my Florida, people. Florida manatees, oh. are, manatees are afforded special protection out, owing to their vulnerability as both threatened and slowly moving, easy to access animals. These gentle giants are protected under um, a Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972. And as such, interfering with them carries a heavy penalty Charges are brought upon anyone found to be involved in the interference, wounding, or persisting, oh, or pestering of these animals. 
And if found guilty, they could be fined $100,000. President Trump, Trump himself signed into law the Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture Act in 2019. That makes intentional acts of cruelty to animals a federal crime and punishable by up to seven years in prison. Way to go, Trump. And you'll never hear me say that again. This is no. the most recent crime against manatees was was first discovered on January 10th, 2021 in North Florida Hamasasa River. The letters scratched into the back take up a significant amount of space on the animal's skin, indicating the degree of trauma the animal like, su- likely suffered as the severity of charges will be brought to those involved. Manatees aren't billboards, and people shouldn't be messing with these sensitive and imperiled animals for any reason, says Jacqueline Lopez, the Florida director of the Center for Biological Diversity. However, this political graffiti was put on the mani- that was put on the manatee is a crime to interfere with these creatures, which are protected under multiple federal laws. The, CB- the CBD state-, state in the release that it's offering a $5,000 reward on top of the fine that they're going to have. They're offering $5,000 for information that leads to the conviction of the case of the mutilated manatee. Oh, that's just so sad. So this pisses me all the way the fuck off. Like, I don't care who, like, I, vote whoever you want, do whatever you want, but leave the yeah. fucking animals out of it. They can't yeah. vote. Well, who did you think was going to see it? Flounder from the little fucking mermaid? You fucking dosh, douchebags. I know. Oh, I'm so angry about it. I'm so angry. No, it, I am angry about it too. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, And I'm not what? angry because it says Trump. I'm not angry because... But these I, aren't I'm my ang- people. I'm oh. angry because somebody intentionally hurt this harmless... I know. And it, to me, it's just too And they're already like, like getting cut up by bull propellers and things like that. Like, you're a fucking dick. Whoever did that. No, it's just, it's disgusting. Shame on you. I don't know. I mean, that just makes me really sad. But I just want to say that is not my people. And we're going to go ahead and wrap this up now. So, Jamie, do you. If you have a six foot long unwildly penis that you saved the world with, write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. And we're on a bunch of the platforms that Danielle will tell you about now. So we're on New York Daytime Radio. You can find us on the Voice of Hudson Valley Radio, the WMLD, every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And if you miss it, that's okay. They play us again on Saturdays at 7 o'clock. And if you miss it, that's fine, too, because then I'm going to upload this podcast on Sundays to our platforms, of which they are Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So there's that. I know. Anyway, we'll see you guys again next week. We love you and um, bye-bye.